the starting lineup for your Gangsters, what's up guys? Are you a slacker? Envy. I'm not gonna debate you, Jerry. God bless the internet. Welcome to Flicking and Screaming. I am Jed Sprague, here with my co-hosts, Evan Fagundis. Hello. And JT Chipman. Hello, hello. And this week, we are diving into the world of potentially fake and bad accents. We're diving into the world of pop stars, gone movie stars. That is right. We are going to try and dissect, get behind the psychology that is Harry Styles, the actor. Before we do that, gentlemen, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I have literally no news to report on my end. Um, uh, you know, just just the weather is dark, and I'm here with my friends. That's it. Love it. That, that's wonderful and, and concise. I, I'm feeling the same way. I think I said it last week. I'm just really looking forward to the holidays. Really looking forward to being able to to get together with some people that I don't get to see um, all the time. Nice and. Uh, and really hit the stretch run of this like 2022 movie year too. I mean, we're going to start talking about that a little bit going forward, but this is like becoming my favorite time of year where I just can have some time off and burn through two or three new movies a day. Yeah. Dude, and it's award season crunch too. Exactly. So. Exactly. How are you doing, Jed? I'm doing great, man. Um, you know, Charlie is uh, enrolled in preschool. She starts in, in February, you know, wow. Um, I'm dealing with the emotional trauma that is, you know, having to spend time away from my child um, soon. But, you know, just a, maybe a look behind the curtain for those of you that maybe are listening in the future or at a different time. Uh, the Babylon hype train has officially uh, left the station this mm-hmm. week as of recording. Uh, just a lot of, of, of takes, a lot of discourse. Mm-hmm. Uh and with every growing uh, dissenting opinion, I am growing more and more excited to see this this film. Um, mm, it's so, a dangerous game, I will say, because I had the same approach as Don't Worry Darling, and uh, that didn't quite land as hard as I wanted it to. But more power that, to you. That is a great segue. Um, because we're here to talk about a little bit about Don't Worry Darling, but mostly the star of, of that movie, uh, Harry Styles. You know, he's everywhere. Um, he's one of the biggest pop stars in the entire world. Uh, a couple years ago, um, he made his debut on the big screen uh, in a ensemble role uh, in Dunkirk. And in the year of our Lord 2022, uh, Harry Styles officially has, has two leading roles uh, in movies. And... I really want to talk about what that means for maybe the future of Hollywood. Like it does he even have a future in Hollywood? What did we think of these first couple um these couple performances? Um but I think I want to start out with maybe the biggest question which is kind of the opposite of what we normally do, but does he have a future uh, on the big screen? Does he have a future in cinema? Evan. Oh my goodness. Um I guess it depends who you ask. Like that that's an interesting question to attack. I I think the answer almost undoubtedly is yes in that he will be given more opportunities as long as he wants them. Because like Don't Worry Darling was 
pretty successful, really, I think, um, box office wise, especially considering the press that it was getting. And, you know, by lots of lots of accounts, it seems to be buoyed, buoyed by mm-hmm. his star power. Um, so so that's good in itself. Um, I don't know exactly how My Policeman is doing. I'm not sure that it's even necessarily a movie that's supposed to um, make a ton of money. Um, but just the amount of eyeballs that he draws, I feel like means that he will have a career. And as far as like just broad overview of how he is as an actor, I don't think he's throwing duds out to the point that like studios are going to look at it and say, I don't care how many free eyeballs he brings. This man will never be in one of my movies. I, I don't think he's at that level of, you know, like whatever you want, you, lack of talent, lack of acting talent. Um, so putting those two, two things together, I'm going to ready myself to see more Harry Styles in productions. To, to your point, Evan, my sisters, um, who one of them listens to this podcast, one of them won't touch this podcast with a 10 foot pole. Hi, Paris. <laughs> I know you're listening. You're my favorite. Uh, because you're listening. Um, but they both went and saw Don't Worry Darling yeah. opening weekend. Yeah. Because Harry Styles was in it, right? Yep. And ob- I think a little bit because of the drama behind it, um, yep. you know, and, and how that captured the attention of kind of the wider pop culture. But I don't think they would have been in line, you know, to see it. And they said they saw it in packed theaters in, in New York City. Um, you know, him being in this in this movie was definitely a huge draw, especially opening weekend, um, you know, f- for people unlike us. So I don't oh, yeah. think that can be discounted. And and like you said, I, we'll dive more into the performances, but they definitely weren't bad enough to like make people want to stay away from him, you know, with a ten foot pole. You know, they were I think they were sufficient enough to give him, you know, maybe a couple more opportunities. And at this movie climate right studios are looking for anything that's a guarantee to make money so i don't know what do you think chip so i know that he has received an award for acting it was an ensemble award for my policeman at uh the toronto international film festival the uh my he he accepted the award along with i believe I, i don't remember who he accepted it with but he was one of two people on stage to accept that award at tiff this is not the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, this is not the People's Choice, whatever. This is this is an, a film festival. Uh, I think a film festival that's pretty well respected. And he was on stage with that with that plaque and with that award. Um, so you combine that with those box office numbers that you're talking about, and with the crowd support that you're talking about as well. He is still an icon. I don't think his uh, appeal. I don't think that his the, the kind of the hysteria that still surrounds Harry Styles as much as can surround you know a pop star in 2022. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna go away anytime soon, and I think I'm okay with that. You can put his face on a poster and you can sell a movie. That is yeah. an old school, often used attribution for staying power, right? Uh, specifically for a quote unquote movie star, which is something that we can debate the exact meaning of. But I do think that it's true. He people will come and see him if you put him on a poster, even if he, you know, in my policeman, is he even the main character? I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't think so even. But he's the one on the poster. It's just him. There is no other. Uh, despite, you know, he, he accepting the award for an ensemble cast. He's the only one on that poster for that movie. He's the titular policeman. He is. a boy. He is our policeman uh, in My Policeman. Chip, do you think our guy, or your guy, Adam Naiman, was in the crowd cheering for uh, for the Harry Styles acting award? 
Received. Uh, you know, I, I believe he actually delivered it to him and oh, you know, yeah. greatly, greatly eulogized uh, his. <laughs> he said his unanimously <laughs> voted by me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, real, real ballot stuffing energy from Naaman. God, I gotta rein you guys in tonight. Uh, <laughs> let's take a let's take a step back to the wider uh, Harry Styles, the the man, and man is man is questionable, but Harry Styles, the pop star, I think is is a better like a better way to describe him. Um. I didn't mean that as a slight, by the way. I think he's like transcended, like manhood is traditional, what. like mortality. Yes. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's what I meant. I apologize if that came off uh, in any other connotation. Uh, I got some faces, and so I just wanted to make sure that <laughs> I knew what point I knew. Across. I knew what you meant. You're, you're talking about humanity. You're talking yeah, about yeah. the soul. Yeah. Are Are you guys fans? You guys You guys like Harry Styles? I think so. Yeah. Because I um, am. I, I yeah. fucking I. I mean, listen, I, I dip my toe into the 1D universe back in the day, you know, especially the later stuff. Night Changes, you know, great, great tune. Um, but I've liked his his solo stuff, and I saw him live uh, in Paris this summer. And I will say transcendent, like genuine transcendent performer um, on the stage and, and like really control the room. Um, so, like, I, I will count myself among the many that was kind of like, I'm excited that he had movies coming out like this year. Right. You know, when we were like looking at and we're like, oh, man, Harry Styles is going to be, you know, in Olivia Wilde's next movie. And right. I think we we're all anticipating Olivia Wilde's next movie. And then obviously they were uh, together. I mean, there's a lot of discourse we get behind. Don't worry, darling. But they were together. So I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. And then uh, my policeman was I felt like a bit of a curveball. But you from the promotion that I heard, I was like, yeah, this all seems like stuff that would be a really good way um you know to kind of introduce him more broadly um but evan are you a fan um you know honestly can't say i'm incredibly familiar with his work outside of the radio hits i like the radio hits for sure um i I definitely have some on on the playlist that i have um i like when they pop on um emily is definitely a fan of some of his music um and you know i follow him that way so like I honestly just don't follow him enough. Lot like lots of the pop stars now, the weekend, etc., that that people have very like polarized views on. I'm pretty neutral on. I'm like I like when their songs come on on the radio. I don't think about them that much outside of that. And I'm with you. I was excited about the prospect of him getting into movies because he seems very charismatic. I do know that much about him. Um, and I was excited about the prospect of a very charismatic pop star, possibly, you know. I don't know, just getting people excited about movies. Like it it was cool that people were excited about Don't Worry Darling. Um, So I want to talk a little bit more about how that that popped into the movies themselves. But yeah, I have real no strong feelings either way, but definitely could be counted as a fan. In in general, in general, do we like it when musicians, you know, and and like, you know, pop stars make the transition? You know, I was trying to think of like other examples of this. I mean, I think clearly the most recent of it is Gaga, right? Um, and I think we're all kind of on the record as being in on her, um, you know, as an actress. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, absolutely. Can you think of any other examples? Like I really yeah. struggle to think oh, of like, yeah. like Sting. Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah. Timberlake. I, yeah, I, it, it is, it is pretty hit or miss. Um, I, I mean, Timberlake is like an example, like in time is almost very, don't worry, darling ish. Like if you look at that movie in time, like there are heavy hitters attached to that movie, um, both behind the camera in front of it. And I don't think his performance was like terrible by any means. Um, 
but it apparently didn't do what people were looking for, right? Because he didn't really get to headline another one. He came back and and was actually pretty pretty good in Social Network. I think we all agree, um, or at least like played that part well. Um, but that's a that's a good example. I mean, uh, like Share is obviously a big one, right? Like incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I Method mean, Man. Method Man is great. Mm, Method Man, great one. Yes. Dwight. I mean, Yoke. Ice Cube. Like, Ice Cube is is yeah. I think a pretty good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there there's definitely there's definitely like people that make that that transition, and yeah. I I think it's funny. You almost feel like you see people make the transition, um, the other way, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like they go from acting to to singing. But yeah. um, it is Especially interesting. Like the Disney Channel crew, right? Yeah. Lots of them kind of almost transition away from the screen and obviously those aren't like movie stars but like we're kind of like i don't know let's get into music rather than trying to like go be the sixth person in a fincher movie or something not that i i don't know so i want it on the record for all any the reason i ask this question is because i want it on the record for any criticisms that come later that we are open to the idea as a concept Mm -hmm. Um, oh yes this is not something that like we're like closed off to yes that like people are besmirching the art of acting by trying to like cross over. Um, yeah. So I kind of want to talk about him chronologically a little bit, and it's easy to do because there's not a lot to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. We've got three, we got three films. One of them is a minor appearance. And I want to talk about that first one. We have not gotten a chance to really talk about Dunkirk on this podcast. And I don't think mm-hmm. now's the time we're going to do like a big deep dive. Um, but I have a couple of questions that I want to frame uh, are Dunkirk and Harry Styles and Dunkirk conversation through. I think for me, right, the, the first question is also a statement. Like, was this the perfect way to dip his toe into the water for acting? Right? Like a large ensemble cast of young young British men, like A plus plus director, minimal dialogue. Like are, I mean I think it I think it was pretty graceful, honestly. Uh, I think he works really well in the movie. I actually I, I think is it? I think it might be his best performance of the three that we've gotten so far. At, at least it's the most consistent performance. I think that I see some really cool flashes in Don't Worry Darling and My Policeman. But, you know, for a front to back minor role, he's like pretty good throughout. He's playing like a, a consistent character. Um, he's he can be a, a little bit uh, a little little snarky almost with a couple of his lines. Um, but he's also he's also got some positivity at the end and you get to see kind of the. You know, as they're coming home on the train at the end, right? You see his spirits literally like lift and rise with the crowd as well, and it's a kind of it's a cool avatar for kind of you know the the other soldiers on the train. You know, they they the two soldiers there they kind of represent two sides of the same coin. One of them who's going to be really lifted up and excited, and one of them who's still dealing with the fallout from the invasion and still kind of going through a bit of PTSD. But um, I think he's I think he's fantastic in Dunkirk. Um, it's a great movie as well. It's it's yeah. fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. I'd like it noted that two and a half years ago on one of our very first pods, I had it as my number one war movie. Not a boy. Yeah. Um, so take that is aged really well. Really very well, well, right? Yeah. Thank you. I know, and and everyone was a little bit surprised, not upset at me or, or saying that I was wrong, but was just like, whoa, interesting. Um, but I do love this movie. I feel like we we talk about it all separately a decent amount, right? Like this movie has come up. For us when we've uh, when we've dabbled in Nolan talk and things like that. Um, I think this is I think you guys are both right. Uh, I, I think this is a good entrance and actually a very reasonable one for him and almost shocking how like subdued it is. Uh, it's very strange to me that he would not want to be like the 
uh, Fionn Whitehead character yeah, you could because forget. he doesn't really talk either, but no, he's you, on screen a lot more. Yeah, but you could forget. Like that's the crazy part about this is like that to me is almost in a way him taking this this specific role almost endears him to like the film lover side of me because it's like, oh, he's doing this because he wanted to be in a great movie. He's not doing this because he wants to be a movie star, right? If his first, if his very first role is like, don't worry, darling, you're kind of questioning the intentions a little bit more. Or like, it just makes sense. It's like somebody came to him and was like, hey, how do you feel in front of a camera? Do you want to be the star of a movie? And And, and you'd just be like, I mean, shit, yeah. And this is in between, this is like post One Direction breakup pre solo career right so this is like like i remember i like i genuinely remember there being some discourse where it was like well it seems like harry's gonna give up music and just go into Mm -hmm. acting i do remember that right which is crazy so i think it's it's so important that it comes at this time because if this if dunkirk is made in 2022 i think that harry wants more to do in the movie or harry's agent you know they're wanting to give him more lines but he also overpowers the the one Go ahead. Overpowers the role in 2022. Too well. distracting. Yeah, I think that in 2022 they want him to be reading that newspaper article at the end. They want him to be right. reading that Churchill quote as opposed to just being yes. the one who reacts to it. Uh, you know, sometimes off screen, sometimes on the other side of the camera, right? Exactly. And I mean, it's silly, right? Like, or at least to me, it is a little bit. And I freaking love this movie. I think the performance is is fine. It's funny that we're giving him all these props. Yeah, he's he's able to like grunt and. And, you know, run along a beach and stuff, perfectly fine. Like, he fits in doing that. Um, amazingly, because he looks like Harry Styles, he actually does kind of fit in with these guys, which is which is funny yeah. in a way. He's British. Um, but that's what all war movies are, right? Like, everyone's gorgeous. Everyone's got great hair. And you just kind of have to accept that that's, that's the way it is because it's a movie. My big question is, how the hell did Harry Styles come to be in this movie? Like, whose agent called who? Did Nolan run into Harry's agent at a party? And... Say so, you know what I'm I'm the king of the eyeballs. If I can get two hundred thousand more people, fuck it, we ball. Like how did how did this come to be? Listen, Nolan loves his pop stars. Him and Travis Scott are pen pals. Right, you know, right? He's got his ear to the top forty. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't that, know. I mean, it it feels like this movie like he just put out a like a call, being like, yo, anybody who wants to, you know, like any young British man who's good looking that wants to, you know, be in this movie. Like I'm, I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm open. Right. And I wouldn't be shocked if Harry's agents just like sees this movie is happening and he's like, Hey, we're in a transitionary period in your career. Like we don't have a lot going on. Like, I feel like this is something that you could get behind. I also, and I, I mean, this is, I mean, deep in the, in like the stretches of my memory. So it could be completely fabricated. Um, but I feel like I, I feel like I remember reading like his grand or his great grandpa or something like served in World War Two. And so, like, it meant a lot to him to, like, get to be in the story, you know, like get to tell the story on screen, like be a part of the cast or something. Something of that nature, like rings a bell for me. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I don't know. It's a great question, though. That would be a really fun like that'd be a fun trivia question is like who who reached out to who? I mean, I, g- give me give me the oral history Maybe a, a, as a larger Dunkirk oral history that's just like the two pages on like the conflicting accounts about who called who first and stuff, right? Like these are a lot of guys and, and people who are incredibly famous and, you know, 
uh, like uphold a certain image. Like I'd just love to know, you know, whether yeah. Harry's version of how he ended up in it is a little bit different than Chris's. Yeah. And obviously Chris's wife, um, oh, I, I shouldn't be blanking on her name, but produces his movies. Right. So like they are, they are definitely very involved with, uh, with every aspect of how they're made. I think the real question we need to be asking to figure that out is what is Chris Nolan's relationship to Simon Cowell? Because that, like, that's probably the true question. Mm. You know, Simon Cowell put together One Direction, so it's six like, degrees of Simon mm-hmm. Cowell. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Um, okay, uh, let's do like a brief five minutes on what makes Dunkirk awesome. Like, I think maybe we each get we each get like thirty seconds. I, I, we're gonna have a wider discussion on this. I think around the time Oppenheimer comes out next year, um, undoubtedly. And you know, I'm gonna throw it out. We're gonna do a Nolan. We got to do a Nolan ranking pod. You know, oh, we're, yeah. we're going to rank every single one of them. Um, for me, this is the one of his films that continues to grow and grow, in my estimation, upon every rewatch. I sometimes feel like with his movies, there are there are some that the more I watch it, the more I either like start to question the premise or like don't buy in as much to the like the just that element of like, fuck, yeah, you got to have with his movies. This is the one that continues to like get better and better and better the three timelines the way they all interact the lack of dialogue i mean of course the insane visuals uh like i think something that's underrated about this movie is like how it's mostly shot like in bright daylight Mm -hmm. you know like obviously there are some incredible set pieces in the dark but you know all those shots of the like of the dogfight, you know and all that happening in broad daylight and making it look as good as he did um is just absolutely insane i think it's a i think it's a complete masterpiece uh, i think it's super underrated uh i'm excited to talk about it more uh but my 30 seconds is up and chip i'm gonna start your clock because i want to get yeah. 30 more seconds to even like like get his his thoughts together because i know he's about to cook well i'll just i'll just uh piggyback on one of the things you said which is the minimal dialogue which i think demonstrates a lot of growth for nolan as a filmmaker one of the biggest critiques people will throw at him is hey your characters they they talk weird they're not really human they talk too much there's way too much exposition uh and you you put you you bind yourself up when you do that right you're talking yourself into a corner and then you don't relate with the characters you don't connect with them by trimming that dialogue in some cases down to nil for for at least one of the characters right you actually connect with them more Right. And they'd be, it's easier for them to be avatars and representations kind of of uh, of entire armies and entire uh, thought processes of people at the time. And I feel for those characters more. I, I find them much more human and relatable. And I find that their emotions actually come through more when it's just through action and just through 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 minimal words, but through really heroics that they're uh, setting out to, to make happen as opposed to talking themselves in scientific circles back and forth. That works really well in some of his movies. I think it works really well in Tenet. Dunkirk is better because it doesn't do that. Yeah, that those are both fantastic points. I really like what you're saying there, Chip. The lack of dialogue is so helpful for this movie and almost helps propel the movie forward. You never have to really stop to hear somebody explain even what they're thinking, right? Like we're getting everything about what these people are thinking through the way that they look and the actions that they take. This movie is all about action. Um I also love that unlike 
Inception or these other movies, and don't, I love these movies. I think I love them more than than lots of people. Um, but it's not about unraveling the mystery of of how he made it or anything. To me, it's like by the fourth time you see it, yeah, you figure out that when you're flying overhead, you're watching a scene down below that you're going to watch in a half an hour. But that's not really the point. Like that's a mm. that's a cool side part of the movie. Um, but the movie itself is just propelling you towards that end and, and those emotional moments. Um, I, I love the sound, the ticking clock sounds, all the explosions and everything are obviously amazing. Um, and then the final thing, like the other the other critique that Nolan gets all the time, right, is that his movies can sometimes be devoid of emotion. And when the music swells and those those luxury cruisers kind of pop over the waves and Branagh's looking off with that look that he can give. Um, I, I mean, there's like nothing better like that. That's like the best thing in movies to me for me is is when a movie hits one of those emotional highs and absolutely deserves it um it's the writers of writers of rohan moment it's it's that moment it on a on the same grand scale played like a whisper in a way and it's funny because it's very loud but it's so interesting it's almost like they just kind of let you have it it's also one of the best tom hardy performances oh yeah all right i uh, yeah I, we got to move on or else Great we, we got to censor that ourselves. Almost exactly five minutes, too, for all three of us. So that was yeah, wonderful. Lovely. Uh, great, great Branna, by the way. Uh, some of my favorites. Great Branna. Yeah. Um, let's move on. I want to move on to a movie that uh, opposite of this, the further and further away I get from it, the more frustrated I mm-hmm. become with it. And that movie is Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, and we're going to keep it somewhat brief. And I kind of want to keep it Harry centric because you guys already yeah. did a whole episode about it while I was out. Um, but this movie it's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. I, I, I don't hate it. Like when I initially watched it, I was like, I don't get why everyone's really mad. Um, I thought it was like a fine, you know, somewhat entertaining movie with a twist. And I still feel that way to like a degree. Uh, but the further and further away I get from it and like the more I've like thought about it, I'm just like, you know what? That doesn't make that much sense. Like that doesn't make that much sense. Like this movie has no idea what movie it wanted to be. And uh, that annoyed me. And I, while I don't think Harry Styles was as bad in this movie as like the press that I saw leading up to seeing it would have me believe, I do not think he's very good. And I think his character is pivotal for the flawed premise to work. And I think Shia LaBeouf is the, like actually would have been the perfect casting for, for that part. Like genuinely would have been the perfect casting for that part and how did you feel about the the incel harry styles turn at the end um just seeing him most, shaggy most unbelievable like 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 bs fake ot and i think that's why the shia thing works for me because you can you like we've all seen clean cut you know like american heartthrob young shia right and then we've definitely seen scraggly you know like full beard gross don't touch him with a 10-foot pole shia mm-hmm. and i think that is where like that part the incel incel harry styles not being believable was hard for the premise to work especially with the limited amount of time that we do get with that in in like the real world uh, it makes it feel a lot more like stunt casting like I, like, like like it was a bit right like you see shia shaggy and you're like yeah 
see Harry shagging, it's like, oh, someone put beautiful, attractive Harry Styles in these like weird extensions and glasses. I, I 100% agree. I almost feel like the re- the real Harry Styles exists in the fake world, whereas I feel like the real mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf would have existed in the real in the real world. Mm-hmm. Sure. Which is like kind of funny, but I don't think it helps the movie. Evan, right. I, you seem like you've got thoughts. You've, I've seen some head shakes. I've seen a little, a, a couple of. So what we're dancing around. So we haven't really talked about how we feel personally about Harry Styles acting to this point. Like I said, we we commented that he could nod and shake his head in Dunkirk, and I do recognize that he can do that. Um, guys, <laughs> Harry, in my opinion, Harry Styles is not good at acting, and I personally am not seeking anything out because of him i'm gonna watch stuff because i try to watch all the new stuff that comes out um i really don't think he's good and part of that is because and and what's most disappointing about it is because all that charisma that i've always felt that he had and and people like you jed and everyone who's seen him live talks about him having just does not come through at all in movies he is like like can we talk about the fact that in don't worry darling he's like I don't even think he's a lead in this movie, guys, to be honest. Like, I, and I don't know if that was a decision made halfway through filming. I don't know if Olivia Wilde maybe is better than people think because she was like, we need to not have this guy featured. But he is, really is not in that much of this movie. And when he is, he is so flat. Like, it's his so, eyes. So flat. And it's we'll, we'll get wild. to it. We'll get to it in My Policeman, which I think is a slightly better, slightly better performance. But. But, yeah, I legitimately, mean, just, like it's so frustrating because he's very flat. As like as someone that's like seen him live, right? That like you know is like actively. I don't want to say like actively a fan because that makes me sound like I'm you know I'm like a Stan account, like a Harry Styles Stan account. But like <laughs> as someone that like enjoys him, you know, and like the the person that he like the persona he's created, right? So much of that is around that like charisma, that like fun kind of quirky energy. We don't even get that. Like, mm-hmm. I understand maybe if he can't handle the emotional depth of some of the more, like, charged moments in Don't Worry, Darling. But even when it's good, we don't get that, like, buoyant, uh, bouncy, youthful exuberance that you get from him on the stage or, like, in his in his music career. And that's where it was most frustrating for me because, in a, in a way, Don't Worry, Darling – felt like that perfect vehicle, right? Like he does feel like that, that 1950s, slender, handsome, clean shaven, great haircut guy that we could have, that Florence, we could have like been like, yeah, it makes sense that Florence Pugh has fallen in like with, with this man. Right. But what we got was like a stale cardboard box blowing in the wind opposite, Mm. opposite of force of nature. He's and just I think, playing it so safe. Yeah, and I and I do think a worse actress opposite him makes his performance seem less bad. But Florence is genuinely a force of nature, even in a bad movie, and she, he gets blown off, like blown off the screen. He can't even, like, let alone go toe to toe with her. He can't even dip his fucking toe in the water that she's swimming in. It's like wow. it's ridiculous. I have to be honest. I don't know if I fully agree with how far y'all are taking this. Um, I definitely agree that he is not a perfect cast in in the film. I agree that in the dramatic scenes, even in um, 
like a slow paced scene where he's like cooking in the kitchen, right? Those scenes, yeah, Pew is is blowing him out of the water. Um, but I think that in like those 15 minutes in the beginning where they're you mean they're, the ones that are basically a music video. Correct. Yeah, he's good in the music video. Yeah, exactly. I think he's good in those scenes. He's not. He's not a force of nature. He's not perfect. He doesn't have the full. He's got like you know a uh, 66 percent buoyancy maybe if we're gonna keep using that analogy right like he's he's treading water um i, I and he's his, his head's above water and it's fun and i i believe that i almost wonder if maybe he's trying to tone it down because of who the character actually is maybe that's giving him too much credit maybe i want to do that just because he is he, he he looks good in these clothes guys like that is a big part of being a movie star and and i think part of acting is he looks good in these outfits and his hair does look good and he looks the part and he fills up a, a you know an 80 foot screen in a theater and it's like okay just based on if i if i plug my ears and just look at this person he does look like he belongs and i think he's 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 okay in that you know who's way too handsome to have played the incel role but would have been more believable and looked great in those outfits like austin, uh, but- austin butler Ooh. you know what i'm saying is like like that's the like that's the difference and i i'm not not i don't even want to compare it because obviously what austin butler did with elvis was transcendent but i'm saying like it's not just the fact that he wasn't like he was overly pretty for that real life character like i don't want that to be the only you know think that's like my only motivation behind disliking the performance i yeah. just genuinely like he just didn't command me in the way that even just the good looking movie stars who are mediocre actors can command the screen mm-hmm. was there a moment yeah. in the movie other than that first 15 minute music video was there a moment in the movie that gave you pause and you like maybe stroke your chin a little bit and said hmm maybe harry is doing something here because i think not I think there's one not in this one but my policeman okay. there was maybe one evan maybe i'm being too hard on him but this movie is just like don't worry about the plot just vibes and florence Pugh seemed to understand that to an extent um and even she i think was probably giving the plot or like the script a little bit too much credit with how much she was giving uh certain scenes but like he just wasn't doing anything i mean that scene that you guys were talking about like the quieter scene i actually thought it should have been one of the more loud scenes like when the music is blasting and he's cooking in the kitchen and he's like clearly a klutz i'm like dude fucking flip an egg like do something like go like ham right. it up a little bit like be buster keaton you're kind of like a small slender like a little bit slimy type guy right like and i thought he could have done that a little bit more and he was like no i need to be seen as like a i don't know if he's like i need to be seen as like a serious person um or or something so even in these hammier moments i i kind of have to to keep it together um but i can't think of one specifically i'm curious to hear which what which one which one you're thinking of yeah the the one that came to mind I'm only saying this because the scene has has popped up in my mind a few times, not just because of Harry, but I think about it a little bit is when Chris Pine tells him to dance. He's given him the promotion. Mm. He's given him the ring. And then he's like basically just like dance for me, dog. Um, That's my favorite. And he he does it. And it's a very strange When he's turning around. Yeah, when he's when I will agree with you, Chip, when he's turning around and he's like, whose world is it? Oh, it's like that's the most. Yeah, Okay. maybe. Yeah, right. there's there's dramatic yeah. chops that I see a little bit there from Styles to do something uh, outside the box, something that's an odd thing to do. It, exactly. So 
that's a great example. I think that's a really good scene. I just like I think we talked about this on the pod chip, but like I love the way that scene plays out. Um I why doesn't he do that the rest of the movie? Maybe it's just really bad direction, but like he is a freak in that scene, right? Like like he is a person who's like unhinged to be at what's basically a work event and I know he's like prompted by this like cult leader, but like he's like losing his mind. And it's pretty great. Like, I don't, I wish there was a little bit more of that. To me, that's like, Jed, what you're talking about, what like a Shia LaBeouf would bring to this role. Or like, let's say like an Aaron Taylor Johnson is somebody who I thought about, like would bring a little bit of that, like, oh, he is a freak inside. And so when we see that reveal at the end, we're like, that's what I was seeing behind his eyes. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, he just transformed himself or something like that. Um, I don't know. I would have loved to see more of that, Chip. I, I agree. You're oh, you're scene. right, Evan, because he doesn't play like he doesn't play that like quiet angst well enough. Like I feel like he almost should have been that more like boisterous. Like that whole scene, what that scene captures, like a little bit more of in your face of that kind of unhingedness. Like I feel like if you put like a Lake Heath Stanfield in this role, right? Like maybe he can do that kind of quiet simmering underneath the surface. Maybe something's not right here. Energy, but it just kind of feels like. I don't know. Like a lot of the movie, it feels like he's kind of loathed to be there. Hmm. And I don't know. It just, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I think the movie was okay. Like, I don't think it was awful. Um, but just some of the, like, some of the questions I have about it just make me more frustrated. I made this pitch to you. Um, and this is the last thing we'll say about Dover we're Darling. I made the pitch to you uh, in the text. Would this movie be better if at the hour mark, everything that happens at the end happens and the final half an hour is like we're in the real world and Florence, it basically turns into like an action set piece where Florence is getting chased in the real world by Frank's, uh, his goons, like goons, right? Like, Hey, they can't, they can't let us see like, and then obviously in this version, Chris Pine does not die by his wife for no fucking reason whatsoever. The dumbest, like the dumbest decision in the entire movie. Um, but Frank, like and uh, Florence have a showdown in in the real world. I feel like that could that would have been like a, a better way to end this this. But that's yeah, I, I'd watch it. Just I mean, I think that at the end of the day, then you're almost acknowledging that Chris Pine is more of a lead maybe than Harry. Um, and yeah. giving him giving him more more run is never a bad thing. Again, we talked about it, Chip, in the group message. Like more of that dinner scene between Florence and and Chris Pine. I feel like like more of that kind of head head to head. You know, even like that's what it almost seems like that's what the movie's going to turn into. Right. Is like he's like, I, you know, I thought you would challenge me. Like I expected more from you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah. And that just kind of falls flat. Um, I feel okay. bad. I feel bad now. I should have like I should have left it at my initial comment. Like I, maybe I'm being too hard. On, it, it's one of those things. It's like we would probably never do a pod where we're like, let's just break down Joey King's movies. Right. Like, what do we think about like the third installment of the kissing booth, you know, but like that, what do we sure. think about the, a performance in that? Right. But that's like, the burden that he bears, I guess that's as, true. as like a figure like he is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, and when the movie, movie is billed as prestige, when the movie right. is billed uh, and we have certain expectations for these actors and the people involved behind if, the scenes, if Harry was giving these movies like this performance in the kissing booth part two, 
You know, if it was the next like Netflix yeah. Christmas yeah. special, we'd You're be right. like, oh, you wouldn't care. Like, as how, much. how cute! Like Harry Styles is yeah. like the second lead in a in a Netflix rom com. No one yeah. would care, but it's because whether it's his fault or not, he's been thrown onto our dinner plate. And yeah, we we are either going to eat him and say yum, or we're gonna fucking chew him and spit him out. I, yeah, I, I just want to clarify that my main complaint, I almost wish he was more actively bad at yes. trying to do something oh. the same way. Like, I think she's great in it. But some people like watching House of Gucci with Gaga, we can go back to her. We're like, she's trying to do a lot and she is very bad at it. She's like, she choices. does not know how to do this. Yes. I, on the other hand, I'm like, I think it's amazing what she's doing. But in this, he's just very much just like not trying to do almost anything, and maybe that's why I'm like being harder on him than if he was just straight up like, "Wow, that dude's really trying to go for it in some of these scenes," and like it's just kind of falling flat. Yeah. I don't know. One hundred percent, and I think that's a really good segue into my policeman, uh, because I think it's another performance where he, I don't think he's making a ton of choices or decisions. Um. What did you guys – let's take a step back because we've been double-clicked in on Harry for a while now. Let's take a step back and talk about My Policeman like as a whole. Did you did you enjoy the movie, Chip? Um, it was okay. You know, I I found it to be very gray both in uh, very color British. and – yeah, it's, it's very British and that's a choice, right? It's – uh, you know, uh, perhaps an accurate representation of the British shoreline, um, but I don't find it that compelling or engaging. I'm not my my eyes aren't locked onto the screen. Um, they kind of are a bit glazing over with a little more of a drab look and a pretty pretty flat cinematography as well. Um, so you you've got you've got your three characters, you've got your two timelines, right? I think that I was more compelled by all of the older actors, um, by all the 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 set of I think all three performances are better when the characters are older than when they are younger, which is a little bit of an issue again, when Harry Styles really is your, your main selling and marketing point. Um, I did find that I enjoyed the uh, Tom and Patrick, which is um, uh, Harry Styles and his counterpart, whose name I don't remember at the moment, but I will pull up momentarily. Um, I, I did enjoy their chemistry. I think I enjoyed it more than him and Florence Pugh. Uh, but when he's with David Dawson, who's playing Patrick, um, I did feel some tension and I did feel a, a little bit of longing and I enjoyed watching them on screen together. I enjoyed watching them uh, fall in love, basically, and then fall kind of out of love because of circumstances and figuring shit out and being sneaky and going to Venice and, again, dressing in amazing clothes, walking walking across a, a bridge and a river walk, right? Like, that's that's awesome. Um, but really what what I enjoyed the most in the movie was when we saw these characters as they're older, living with the consequences of their actions and where their lives have taken them. Um, a very, a very sad ending, but a, a touching ending to maybe not the best movie. But, uh, you know, it's 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 tough because it's like an Amazon Prime original. Right. I don't know. This guy who directed it. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> next. Right. Uh, it's just a guy. He's just a guy. Um, I don't know this, Merle. I don't know what he does. <laughs> I apologize to this man. I do not know this man. Um, I thought David Dawson, who plays Patrick, uh, I thought he was was quite good. Me uh, as well. Yeah. And is that young Patrick? Young yeah. Patrick. Yeah. yeah. I thought he carried the emotional weight. Yeah. And I thought Emma Corrin was, was pretty good. But I think – I don't know. Styles for me, again, is only okay. I just don't think he's believable 
in that kind of more. I'm trying to think of the way to articulate this. I think if you're going to let's compare it to Brokeback, right? He's the Ennis Del Mar, right? Mm -hmm. He's the one that is less comfortable with the sexuality, the one that's in the like, you know, trap like feels more trapped in the marriage. Um, the, The one that's pushing back. I just didn't feel like he was believable in that role. It felt like he would have been much better cast in the role of Patrick. But I don't think that he has the emotional chop, like emotional acting chops to yeah. pull off the emotional weight of what that Patrick role has to deal with. Yeah, Patrick is supposed to be Mr. Charisma. He's the one who understands the art and the music, right? And he brings both both knowledge and also some suave flirtation. That's who I think of when I think of Harry Styles a little bit more, right? Uh, maybe not quite as posh as as this version of Patrick is, but something similar. Yeah. I, like, do we know why exactly the titular policeman is interested in art? Is it, is like, is it? I, I think is, he only becomes interested in the art because of Patrick, because he, he meets Patrick from when Patrick reports the bike accident. Mm-hmm. Patrick wants to paint him. Patrick, he works in the museum and then he mm. just learns from him. He kind of, um, I think he likes the art because so, Patrick likes it. The way that I okay. I viewed it was almost like an intersection of his relationships with Patrick and then um, his wife, whose name okay. I can't remember. Marion, that is her name. Yeah, Marion. So he meets Patrick. He at the bike accident finds out that he is the you know a curator or works at the museum, right? Patrick extends the offer because Patrick is interested in in him. However, he's only interested in learning about the art to impress Marion at the time. But hmm. then after spending time with Patrick at the museum, he then becomes infatuated with Patrick. It's prior. I believe he and Patrick had started their romance because of his interest in the museum before he meets Marion. I'm Entire. not sure. You you see I them. I know so. you see them at the museum together, just the two of them. But then you also see the three of them together. Right. So I'm not sure... I, I I do feel like it, the way I interpreted the movie was that he has his moment. He has his first initial encounter and then fling with Patrick before Marion comes into the picture. That's how okay. I read it. Yes. So, I, yeah. OK, then you guys are probably. But right. he uses it as a reason to see Patrick while also being with Marion, which is right. kind of achieving what you're saying, Jed, which is like. He basically uses it as a re- right. They show the re replay where he's staring at Patrick the entire time. Patrick's giving the two of them a tour. Mm-hmm. So he's like using it as a means to an end almost. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. Like. As far as like the movie's concerned, I just didn't. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't like drawn in. Hmm. It yeah, felt like yeah. a version of a story that we've seen before and that's not to say that like these types of stories aren't important i just feel like there have been versions of the story that have been better made and are being better made and and you know maybe you could say it's a it's a different lens right you know it's a very it's a like we said it's a very british british movie right i'm not aware of any any movies that have made this kind of you know have have told this kind of story through a, a very british lens and so maybe maybe that's what's important and maybe to people um that 
were alive in that time period, um, that very charged time period in England, um, you know, in the late fifties and, and early sixties will resonate with that a little bit more than, than I, yeah. I necessarily did, but yeah, I just, it didn't quite get me. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot Harry a little more bail, just like I did with don't worry, darling. Uh, then you talked about like a, a performer trying something like going hard. You mentioned Gaga and Hasaguchi, right? Like she is clearly swinging for something. There's something to be said about Harry swinging for something by playing a bisexual man, right? Like he, there are like multiple sex scenes in this movie, you know, uh, that are, I think pretty well filmed and pretty tasteful, but that is something different. He is, he is trying that. And it is, and it's 2022. It's not quite, uh, just, you know, as if it's 1992, but it's still a big deal. It's still a swing. This this might get me some hate, but I think that's padding his brand. If anything, he's been accused of queer baiting like pretty consistently, and I think that sure. that like playing a playing a bisexual policeman character is like the ultimate brand padding for him. Maybe, I, I, but I also don't know the guy. I don't know if he's I, actually queer. Like, I, I don't think I w- I'm comfortable making that call. Like, I, I understand. I'm not going to make a call either. I'm just, I'm just saying I don't think it's as much of a stretch when you look at, like, sure. his consistent dialogue and, and choices, well, you know, over yeah. his entire career. I, I mean, something that I think we can say is that it's not as much of a risk for somebody like him as it is for, like, a a first time actor sure. to, to kind of get themselves like quote unquote typecast or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm not saying that takes away from him either. I kind of, I, I mean, Chip, I do agree with you in that it's like, I think the choice to play this character is a swing and is something that's an interesting choice. I think the way the character is played as almost every character in this movie outside of Patrick is just, again, very flat. And that, yeah. that was much more the writing than him. Um, I think this movie I honestly didn't like this movie very much. I just kind of found it pretty boring, to be honest. Like, I didn't think it was actively bad or anything. I just thought it was reasonably boring. And and I, I just thought outside of Patrick, this movie is very interested in Patrick and his story, which makes a lot of sense because he's the one who's persecuted, right? Like, he is the one who is is the most harmed by the events of the movie. Um I, I just thought everybody else was kind of half-baked in a way. Like, there was a certain sense of, like, I didn't really see Harry's character, Tom, struggle with his sexuality that much outside of that first drunken, you know, kind of like, um, um, what, crisis of of self he had. Like, after that, it it seemed like it was more of just like a X's and O's, how do we make this happen and also make becoming a a sergeant happen? Or, like, it was just a little bit unclear everyone's motivation and i think that was more writing than anything his emotional sucker punch like was supposed to be that scene where he walks into marion after she reports patrick and he's like patrick's like patrick was reported it must have been someone at the museum but you just don't feel that panic i don't feel any i don't feel any emotion from him in that scene like that that to me was just the biggest red flag like ooh, this guy doesn't have it in this and that's what that kind of thought we would already know that too i'll be honest like i didn't know it was a twist at first i was like wait what's everyone so surprised about i was like oh yeah i guess I mean, I knew that she did that. Like, it seemed like we knew that, right? But, like, maybe everyone else didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely interesting. And I also feel like we didn't really get to, like, like, the movie, like, the thing that bothered me is, like, we didn't get in in present day, we didn't get the actual, like, face-off after, 
like Patrick never found out that Mary, like we never got to see Patrick found out that Marion was the one that reported him. Yeah, Marion kind of sucks, guys. Like that should have yeah. broken. That should have broken him. So like, like that I like all those the crutch too. of the movie. Like, yeah, or like something. Harry Styles' character should have been like the pivot point upon which these two characters are facing off. And like, right? Am I am I wrong for saying that? Like, right? No, like, I would. They are fighting over this man. Then she makes a decisive action that ruins another person's life, and then she's trying to make up for it in the present day by taking care of him when he is sick. But in, we don't get the payoff of that. We don't get this face-off where Patrick's having to deal with the emotional trauma of this person that he thought was his friend that stood up for him, you know, stood up for him in court, that is taking care of him when he was sick, was actually the one that put him in jail. I really like all the actors. Chip, I think you're right. Like, those actors are really good. They're very accomplished. Like, Gina McKee is is really good. Mm-hmm. I think she's great in everything. Um, even if they don't have a full face-off, Jed, I'm with you in that the most confusing part of the movie to me was how they did all this buildup with the flashing back and forth to lead us to this present-day moment, right? Which is, like, all of these people dealing with the fallout of what they did in their 20s, which is, like... I think a pretty prescient thing to base a movie around. I think it's almost like what most movies featuring people in their sixties are about. Um, but <laughs> what I didn't understand what it did to anyone. Like yeah. I obviously Patrick had the stroke, so he wasn't really able to communicate. How did he feel about all these things? Like obviously he's been, he's traumatized by the persecution that he's faced outside of being upset about like his, his, um, you know, current partner dr- uh, sort of dredging up the past. I don't know how t- why Tom's character was really that upset, specifically at Patrick. Like, I, I, I was, yeah. I wanted to know what had happened in those 30 years that had caused him to build up, like, that much resentment. Yeah. And the movie is very comfortable in saying, like, I guess these traumatic events lead to people being sheltered, closed off, and bitter and angry and resentful, and that's it. Like you, you don't that like there isn't much beyond that. It just builds resentment, and that's that's it. I I don't know. Like that's the part that confused me the most was like, let these people cook a little bit more. Like I understand mm-hmm. he's upset, but like fill me in on is he upset because he couldn't be with this man, and if, if he thinks even if he rekindled the relationship now as a friendship, he couldn't deal with the pain of knowing what they lost, yeah. or did something else happen? Like. I was just a little confused. I don't know. I'm ranting a little bit. Yeah, but. I was just left thinking that, like, the older Tom sucks. Like, that he's Me just too. kind of, like, a piece of shit. Which is so funny that in both Don't Worry Darling and in this movie, there's, like, an alternate version of some kind of Harry Styles that sucks. Whether it's Incel and right. Don't Worry Darling or older in, in this movie where it's, like, you, you, you're you giving him this alternate or this future person that is yeah. someone that we can't really root for. I don't – Yeah. It's just a strange through line in, this, in I, these movies. I guess maybe younger Tom sucked too. Like just because he wanted to be a more senior cop, he basically ruined two people's lives. Like is that I, is the movie basically no, kind of saying that? I don't, I don't, I don't really cast a lot of blame you on he younger loves Tom. Marian? Like I think he um, has feelings for her, right? He I, like yeah. likes her at least. It, to me, it, it like he strikes me as the kind of person that wants security, right? Mm-hmm. And and right. so, like, yeah, I think he even kind of alludes to that in his first thing when she talks about, oh, you're a policeman. And he's like, well, yeah, it's better than what I was doing before, which sounds like he was in the military. Right. Uh, you know, like stationed somewhere. And I think he likes that sense of security. I think, like, Marion makes him, makes him feel 
you know, safe and, and makes him feel secure. And Patrick, he's perfectly happy to keep Patrick around to, like, satisfy that more exciting element in his life. But as long as that part gets to stay beneath the surface. And in that yeah. way, I guess that it is very British. So, um. yeah, <laughs> I, I saw a very funny comment on Letterboxd and, and I will not. It's very mean, but somebody was just like the most unbelievable part of my policeman was the fact that older version of Harry Styles had that much hair. <laughs> like he almost had like a better hairline. And that's very mean. But we're also kind of making fun of like one of the considered one of like the 10 most handsome people in the world. So I, I don't know. You know, that's punching up as, as much how as do you possibly punch yeah, up. Yeah, but how do you feel bad about that, right? It's like, you know, poke fun, you know, shoot, re- reach for the skies, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like people who are like, Adam Driver's nose is big. It's like, yeah, I think that's working out for him. I think yeah, he's doing yes. all right. Yeah. And that's at Evan Fagundis 27 for yep. folks who have an issue with that comment, correct? There it is. Yeah. Locked account already. Uh, all right. Got a boy. Jed Stan account can't come get me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> H underscore styles underscore forever. Yeah. Uh, and that's for F U R. Um, any parting thoughts? We've, we've, you know, I I feel like we've done How more do we, than I expected. A lot of time on, on here. Harry Styles. But, I, you know, I, this I, is the kind of like episode it. that I feel like we've been missing. You know, yeah. that this really kind of, you know, like uh, tenuous, uh, is this person good or not? Let's, you know, let's hash it out. And and uh, kind of free flowing. Um, I don't think it's too late for our friend Harry Styles either. Um, no. I have I have a couple of solutions here. Um, rom as, as a director... Uh, what what is that rom-com is what i said so Get definitely them. a rom-com where he can be like do you guys ever see uh down with love ewan mcgregor oh. renee zellweger fantastic no. like something movie. i'd be interested in oh my god jed you would flip for it right um ewan mcgregor is just a total ham the entire movie cheese ball supreme put harry in something like that um and then he he needs to be with a director who who maximizes his actors um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a gentleman by the name of Steven Soderbergh. He's, mm. he's getting back in the game with the new Magic Mike. Okay. Uh, maybe Harry doesn't belong in Magic Mike 3, but Harry belongs in a Steven Soderbergh ensemble cast. Um, yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I mean, he can make it happen for anyone, too. Uh, oh, right. Like but he I manufactures think... charisma with his camera, in a way. So, like, so just imagine when you actually do have a charisma machine, I, a, po- a possible charisma machine in Harry Styles, that could yeah. be the, the step that he needs to take. Maybe Soderbergh can unlock that for more directors to come down the line. Are we pitching the next movie for Harry Styles? Because I've, I've got one. Does it need to go off the record? Does it need to be in a sealed document going no, to no. various production no. companies? No, it's it, Greta Gerwig directed. Sold. Harry Styles opposite Lady Gaga. We're just going to go full pop star. <laughs> and they're both playing they're both playing pop stars that it's like they end up falling in love, right? It's like a slightly older female pop star, slightly younger male pop star. They start off as enemies. They end up as lovers. Beautiful. Greta, yeah, they're opening night. You can write the rest. I'm so, just going to give you the premise. Dude, like so at the guys, very least, he needs to be in a movie where he can do a little singing and dancing. Yes, just put actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna remake and everything. Remake singing in the rain and just fucking get that oh guy on the floor. Lord. Make him laugh, make him laugh. Like just fuck, <laughs> let's do it. Dude, I don't like you guys are I feel like you guys are like 
throwing him back in the pressure cooker. Like, let's get this guy in a Netflix original that, you know, <laughs> will drop on a on a Friday night and you'll forget about it until a week later when a couple of people tweet about it and it's like number nine on the top ten on Netflix and you're like, oh, wow, okay, I'll check you, this one out. You think Pressure? he needs some nights at the plate in double A. That's what you're it, saying. Exactly. I, he needs some G League time. He and James Wiseman posting up in the corner. <laughs> For the Santa Cruz no. Warriors is what he needs. This is the final thing I'll say. There's only actually one realistic solution to the Harry Styles acting problem, and that is he needs to be in the next Knives Out. He needs to be in Knives Out 3, just mm. part of the overall cast. Sure. To have yeah. a little bit of fun. As, would you want him to play like a like – maybe like a washed-up pop star? Maybe no. he could play. He could play like a boy band, like like a former boy band member who's trying to find his way or something, you know. Oh yeah. Speaking of, he could have been. I just watched See How They Run. Um, guys, there are a lot of very mediocre movies this year, but he could have been. In, yeah, I think Knives Out, like that type of idea, vibes with like the Soderbergh idea too, where it's just like, yeah, sure, he has the twelfth most time in the movie, but all twelve people get run. Yeah. And I, right. yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. All right. Well, I think we're very um, I wouldn't say bullish, nor would I say bearish on on Harry's acting career. I think we're just kind of like, yeah, he'll be around. We're not out on it, but we definitely want to see more than uh, more of the Harry Styles that he presents as pop star Harry Styles than we've seen. Yeah, I uh, kind of have a feeling like we're we're the um, what's it called? The Roz Ghoul in, in the stream as they try to cross into Rivendale and Fellowship of the Ring when the water is coming, you know, like, I feel like that's Harry Styles acting career. That's like sort of the question that you asked at the very beginning. Nazgul. Nazgul. You said Razgul. Razgul like at first. A mashup cool. of Razgul. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From um, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's, it's coming down upon us. So I feel like we have to be more receptive yeah. than anything. We, I mean, we're two and a half movies in, uh, yeah. there's, there's a rumor. He's only, there's nothing on the books for him. There's a possible Dan Gilroy script. With him and Brad Pitt in some Ooh. weird, it it got rumored and then the rumor got taken down, but I think Ooh. it's possible. Um, but other than that, there's nothing on the books for him at the moment. Wow. But two enough movies in, we could look pretty foolish in like five years. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't think we've said anything to make us look foolish, but we will see. Um, thank you guys so much as always for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Flick and Scream, on Instagram at Flicking and Screaming. Join the conversation on flickingandscreaming.com. That is flickingandscreaming.com. There's stuff happening there. Who knows what's happening on the website, but there's there's things happening. It looks mm-hmm. great. That's it what does I look would amazing. say. It looks Holy fun. shit, it looks great. Uh, next week, speaking of, of rom-coms. Rom-coms are back, everybody. Speaking of looking amazing. Ticket to Paradise, starring George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Ever fucking heard of them? Once or twice. Is out it's been out uh i've seen it that you guys are going to see it mm-hmm. for next week i'm excited to chat about it good going into thanksgiving movie right because i yep. think i think we'll, we'll we'll try to drop it i think maybe even the day before thanksgiving good beginning going on on the weather. road trip on the way to the house yep good beginning yes. of cold weather movie as well yeah you know it absolutely. takes place in one of the most beautiful places on earth uh any parting thoughts gentlemen uh uh, what's the fine line is my favorite my favorite Harry album is fine line I like it more than the other two mm, debut is the best one um, fair enough ever since New mm. York is uh, go watch the SNL performance for putting in screaming I am Jed Sprague JT Chipman Evan Vigundis sayonara see ya Good night. and now 
the starting lineup for your Gangsters, what's up guys? I was slacker. LV. I'm not gonna debate you, Jerry. God bless the internet.